Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer ad-free episodes even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk. So preseason is underway. The squad are in Japan. The training sessions have begun, and we've had the first game. I'm David Mooney in Manchester. I am joined by the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee in Tokyo. Hi, Sam. Hello. All right. How's uh, how's Tokyo treating you so far? Yeah, good. Uh, it is good. Yeah, I, it's so hot. It is so fucking hot. Um, first few days, like, you know, it has been hot, um, cloudy, chance of rain, that kind of vibe. But um, today, Sunday, just pure sun. It's like 35 degrees, but on the weather app, it like, feels like 40. I've never really, I swear I've just never been this hot. Like, it's just, it's just like opening, it's like opening an oven door. Like, something if you, when you come out of the metro to go to the station, turn the corner, it's like, and then the sun's shining directly on you, it's mental. Yeah. But like, in the heat, because, you know, they're not crazy English people, loads of people will walk around with umbrellas. You know, when they're waiting to cross the road, there'll be a lot of people just standing in the shade. Um, and that was before it was as mad as today. But, like, the queues outside the stadium today, just to, like, look in the shops. And there's there's also, like, a fan zone where all the trophies are. So the three trophies, the actual ones, are here. Um, and people are queuing, like, ridiculous queues. I tweeted... Like some pictures of the queue for for one of the shops, and that that's to then go over to another bit of the queue. It's so much, and like for like a culture that seemingly you know people wear umbrellas, they wait in the shade and stuff. People just queuing, just in the baking heat, and it's like you'd never you'd never queue for that in like the most comfortable conditions. It's so, and like some of them are Yokohama fans, um, yeah, but just obviously loads of City fans as well. Um, and yeah, it's just great. Um, it's it's a really cool city. Um, the tour's been quite good so far. We've had a, we've done a couple of interviews um, with Diaz and Ake. Obviously, look, the interview's been out there. Um, Ake will come at some point. Um, I've got to abide by the old newspaper embargoes. Um, but there was managed to use that for the old athletic long read material, so it was quite useful and yeah. useful for our podcast whenever we can do that. Um, and yeah, so it's all been good. Um, plenty of access so far. Hopefully, more later on. Um, with as we're as we're recording this. I should probably say it's like half hour before kickoff of the Yokohama game. So we'll get all the general tour stuff done, tidy up the loose ends, and then after the game and after the press conferences, jump back on and tidy it up and we should have a nice little recap of the first few days. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's start with some of the news lines then from before the game, Sam, um, because uh, Guardiola's been uh, speaking ahead of the game. Um, he was asked about the, the shape of the squad and what the squad is going to look like for next season. Um, this is what he said. Well, honestly, I didn't think it was the movement that uh, apparently they are in our team, in our club. So I think many things is going to happen. That's why I cannot answer because I don't know. I want the best for my players. So, of course, the club is part in both as well. And yeah, of course, I spoke with Kyle and everything is 
is right. We'll see what happens. So I cannot tell you anything because still he's thinking about that. I mean, obviously the the talks are still kind of ongoing with Walker. Um, what's the latest with that? Mm. Uh, I just think it's going to be sorted out next week or this week if you listen to it on Monday when City play Bayern. It sounds like there's going to be talks to to sort it out from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, other other than that, it's just it's just a kind of a slow drip now. Considering you know we were talking about this after the Champions League final, which is getting on for uh, six weeks now, I think. Um, it's it's obviously taking its time. You had to obviously think about it. We talked about this recently. I don't want to go over it too much, but we, I think we've talked about, you know, the fact that he was offered a new contract at City, and if he had any doubts about how important it was going to be to City going into the final year of his contract, especially to then be offered a two-year deal with more money, he must have thought. I like to say, if I'd have just been given that fact, I'd have guessed that he was going to stay. Um, but no, he hasn't. Um, and you know, again, more info coming while we we're over it. You know. His his family or his his partner at least she's going to stay in in England. He's going to go to Germany, um, and yeah, just he just loves the idea of going to Bayern, and that's it. So I guess they'll have to sort it out soon. I don't know what's going on with the fee. Um, I've seen it reported um, by somebody who said there was no chance of it happening earlier in the summer that it would be thirteen million euros. Uh, uh, no, thirty million pounds. But I mean, either way, that's it's not a lot. Is cheap, it? yeah, it's very very cheap. Uh, it's cheap. It's cheap. That you'd want to be, you'd want to be like twenty at least. Yeah, I um, was because uh, yeah. I was making the point that uh, you know suddenly all those people that said the James Trafford fee was just like hiding in plain sight, they've gone a bit quiet now, haven't they? Now that City are doing buying a favour for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I did see your tweets on that. <laughs> uh, exactly, and like the stuff about Laporte. You know, I mentioned the Juve thing the other week. Like, what was it Juve thought? However much was was too cheap yeah. and it was like Crystal Palace don't want to pay 35 million I was like, are Crystal you mad Palace. Crystal Palace are you like, mad yeah Crystal Palace ma- managed by Roy Hodgson like can't can't go a progressive manager without sacking him and getting in somebody to steady the ship until people get bored again and they go with a progressive manager you're not going to pay 35 million for Laporte like, fuck, genuinely mental it's yeah. genuinely mental I, guess, I don't know if that's true it's just something I've seen on Twitter while I've been going into arcades and playing Mario Kart um I did say that, yeah. Yeah, it seems mad. <laughs> oh, but it's so. It's, there's just so much. There's so many little types of things to do. Um, hopefully tomorrow I can get to Mount Fuji. But yeah, look at the look at this Japanese color just just dripping into this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. You know what? I'm just. Yeah, if I just look out the window, yeah, I can see the grey skies still um, of Manchester. So it's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is the, is the cricket going to be on today? That's the most important thing. Probably not. I don't think. Um, uh... The uh, the rain the like genuinely the rain woke me up last night so uh, <laughs> it's uh, we're we're living two wow. very different lifestyles at the moment and I don't think I yeah, don't yeah, think there's going to be much so. much play so uh, yeah good luck with that um, the other uh, the other obvious um, kind of question at the moment is uh, Guardiola because still back and forth not really knowing what's going on um, was yeah. what do you reckon with all this. Look, I, I think everyone's very sensitive about this one, and again, the kind of the threat of um, aggregation hangs over me. Um, so I'm I'm not going to try and give a, a feeling either way. Um, I just think it's it's just one of those situations where City are just making people sweat it out. <laughs> uh, by people, I mean Leipzig. You know, I, the the idea of oh they don't want to pay the fee or whatever. 
it 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 does. I mean, we kind of talked about it probably on one of the first shows of the the summer when we did pod, um, transfer podcast. We were like, you know, it does it does feel a bit like you know, there's no release clause. It, it could just go the same way as all the others. Um, so obviously, those kind of rumours that oh, they don't want to pay the asking price of 100 million euros plus more, um, and they've been put off and that kind of thing. It, it is it is reminiscent of Kukurea in that way, isn't it? Like you yeah. know when they. They bid 35 million, and they were like, well, that's obviously not enough. It was like, well, they'll just go back. They didn't go back. They just thought they could take the piss, and they knew what the asking price was, I think. Um, well, then apparently Brighton just were being difficult and weren't engaging. But anyway, like there was obviously a massive difference there. But like with this, everyone everyone knows the valuation. Like, I, I, unless, yeah, I mean, he's got a buyer clause next summer, so it's almost like, well, they want that figure now. It's like, we're well, not getting him on the cheap now. You'll get that now. Like, so you know that. Everyone knows that. And the only thing I can think of is like, because I've spoke to people who spoke to Leipzig about Guardiola. So I know the figure that they've been, they've been given out. So unless they've given a different one to City, um, which seems unlikely. Well, that's it's possible, isn't it? It seems unlikely. It, City must know. Um, I did speak to somebody who's normally good on these things. He said, but he said, I don't know. But he did go into the whole, we know Cheeky doesn't like to overpay. And he mentioned like Maguire yeah. and Van Dijk and stuff. And you think, oh, Jesus Christ, not this again. Um, but no, I mean, it, I think it's just at that kind of, it's at that, it's at that stage. You know, we, you know, we've talked about, we used that analogy before about City's transfer business being slow, but like, it's like asking for an opinion of a game after 20 minutes. This one feels like it's getting towards an hour and City still need a goal. That's how it feels, isn't it? Yeah. But ultimately, but ultimately like Cheeky's not going to be rushed. Um, I, I think, I think Pep wants it to happen as soon as possible. But they just they just like to make people sweat it out, and I think that's it. Like it, it's almost like what Pep was saying before the Champions League final. Like Italian teams, when it's nil nil, they think they're winning, and English teams, or like us, we think we're losing when it's nil yeah, nil. But in reality, yeah, yeah. it's just nil nil. Like at the moment, I feel like people are panicking a bit because it's going on longer than either expected or hoped. Um, but look, I th- it, it just it just it is where it is. You know, there's there's no rush on it. There's it's just city. It may be frustrating to people, but look, while we while we sit here and go, why don't they just pay the money or whatever? Like clubs around Europe are realizing over the course of like ten years that okay, it, there is a you know there could be a price for city, and it could be oh well, city won our player, so we're going to charge loads. But what's the effect of all these transfer talks dragging on? Clubs around Europe know they can't take the piss, and I know look, city signed Grealish for hundred million. There's probably no other club. Well, no other club is going to spend hundred million, so they can do it, and they do spend big sums. But teams know. Just, just from like every time Cheeky tries to do a deal, basically that there's like a mad amount of negotiating going on, uh, and yeah, that's just I think that's where it is at the minute. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even want to say, oh, don't be surprised if it falls through, or don't be surprised if it if it suddenly speeds up, because like, there's 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 reasons to think both things. You know, yeah. Pep's going to want that. Pep's going to want that done. And, you know, they're going to want Laporte out. They're going to want Cancelo out. Whatever. You know, if if it means money coming in, if that helps. You know, these things are just taking their time because as we've discussed people like Crystal Palace don't want a world class defender for 35 million pounds oh god yeah I'm just uh, the the, uh, the community shield is in 15 days I'm not sure um, is it try, try to work on top of my head it's about the 7th or 8th of August isn't it so um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah that's that's kind of like my signifier for the season starting and uh, it feels like they probably need to like kind of like move the gear stick into the next well, gear they, to get the uh, well they don't need they don't need they don't need him for the start of the season. No. Um like if Mares goes soon, which obviously he will, they'll need a winger before the season starts. 
Um, but they don't need Guardiola before the season starts. If they're going to get him, it, it could. I mean, I, I know there's been stories saying it's not a deadline day thing, um, but you know, it, it could. It they could, have they, they could afford. There's yeah, no they, rush. Yeah, there's no they, rush. They can start the season with the back four that's, that ended last season. Look, they, if Walker goes, especially, they're going to need somebody in eventually. Um, but there's no, there is no massive rush on that. But like I say, if Myers was to go, it's like okay, well, somebody needs to start the season on the right wing. So that that's that's a more pressing one. Yeah. Um, I want to play this as well from uh, Guardiola's uh, pre-match press conference um, because he was asked about, um, well, he, he got, first off, I'm not playing the bit where he uh, he misunderstood the difference between uh, greatest of all time, goat and God, um, because that, that was quite funny, but uh, yeah. Um, but it kind of got into his mentality and and, uh, and uh, kind of how he sees the game and, and sees his performances. Um, and he said this. I know myself perfectly. All right. Okay. Perfectly. Okay. I dream with my... When I live with my incredible doubts in my head, so... So, not at all, honestly. If I had success in my careers, because I said many times, I was in Barcelona with the players that you know perfectly. I was in Bayern Munich. That is... a one of the best teams ever, uh, clubs ever, and we are here. Like we are building and doing something incredible that we could not expect when we arrive. For the fact that uh, we bring the team another level, you know, considered a good, really, really good club organization. Like, uh, and this is the reason why I had success, no more than that. Hi, Pat. Um, you mentioned before you live with incredible doubts in your head. What doubts do you have about this season after what was an extraordinary no. season last year? No, no, it's not about this season, it's in general. It's, uh, I think in football you cannot be sure for anything. So football itself surprises you every day, many times. So that's how I'm always with the warnings ready. So that's why. But at the same time, I know the club, I know the players. Uh, you know, and and that's why so now I'm not thinking about titles or this kind of thing it's okay step by step tomorrow first game we'll see what happens at the end of the transfer window which team we have and you know to try to prepare the first final soon the second final soon as well alright the first game against Barley the best as possible and you know to throw points much points at the beginning because always in the last season always happen and yeah we'll see what happened at the end now it's interesting isn't it Sam how he talks about um kind of just the doubts that he has and the the, the kind of um the self-doubt that he has there and I just kind of wondered like after after his career so you know so far where he's done wonders at Barcelona done wonders at Bayern Munich and then done wonders at City it's like it's it's interesting to hear him still say you know I'm I'm still not sure of this thing or that thing I mean, to, to kind of put it bluntly or very broadly, he's a very insecure man, I think, in terms of how football works. And, you know, there's, if there's a reason, actually, we're going around and I've been asking the players, you know, how... And Ake did give a good answer on that, which, you know, is embargoed, but we'll we'll get to it. We'll hear it soon, um, yeah. uh, you know, how You know, how does City keep coming back? How do they do it year after year? And obviously it all comes from Pep, but it's not what... Not, there's obviously there's how it comes from Pep in terms of the message he gives and telling the players already, look, you know, we can't be complacent. And look, every manager wants to kind of stay at the top anyway, but it's like, why Why is he like that? Why is he so good? And why is he so intense? And it's all just kind of self-doubt, isn't it? I think there's a... Was it the Guillain Balaguer book? 
and there was, you know, he may look like sophisticated and suave and everything and a genius and like, he has those things basically, but he's kind of got this innate hard working thing from his dad who was a bricklayer and this kind of feeling that he's not good enough and so he has to work really hard. And it, I think that like, we've talked about this with, you know, when when he hasn't quite or when there's problems with the team, so we can talk about the 19, 19-20 season, season, or I think earlier this season to a lesser extent, the 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 kind of um, well, it was definitely because when we started doing um, let me talk, we did it at that Le- the, well, we did it at Leipzig Airport and, and Munich Airport, and I was like, I actually joked, I was like, maybe it's maybe it'll only click again when Juan Marleo comes back, and like he shakes him out of it because it seems like when things aren't working, he's like, well, we need to kind of make this as kind of slow and stodgy as possible. We need to be as solid as we can, even if we're losing free flowing football and all that kind of thing. He, he tries to make you know he. It closes the game up, and um, it's, you see it with the substitutes. It's you know, people talk about changing the game in a positive sense, but I think for him, he, you know, he doesn't want to change the game in a negative sense if somebody's not ready, which isn't just not something you you normally get. Um, I remember when he he first came to City, and obviously Mourinho was at United, and people were saying you know Mourinho is a pragmatist, and people will still use that word pragmatic to um, describe defensive coaches you know defenders who put 10 men mm. behind the ball and hope for the best but Pep was like I'm pragmatic I remember him being I, like the, the, I just want to keep the ball because I, yeah. because the best I, I don't want to concede goals either but the way I do it is keep the ball as far away from, from the goal as possible like he like it, it is all based on you know he obviously wants to win but I do think there is a kind of not insecurity about himself but just about the football we talk you know the, the stuff that is in all the books the Marty Perinal books about you know not eating before games and all the nerves and stuff you know he's not a manager that that takes anything for granted so you know like when people said about the treble he's like oh, come on you're going to win you're going to talk about the treble and he was like no and he was like it's only 12 games away and he was like oh only 12 games like he doesn't take anything for granted obviously in the end I think well, they didn't win every one of those games, did they? But they won all the didn't games they did to, to yeah. win the treble. Like, he, he's not taking anything for granted, but it's not just because, he, and it is partly because of this, he's a realist and he knows football isn't as easy as fucking 99% of the people who talk about the game think it is, where they just think, oh, okay, City can just turn up year after year and keep winning. He knows it's not that simple, but also it's just, it's just, oh, just like, it's terrified of losing, really. In fact, didn't he say that at the end of the season? Like, I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want people to criticise me, it was part of it, but it was like, I'm afraid to lose. I don't yeah. want to fail. Like, that is it like living with these doubts that's why he's scratching his head and rubbing his face and crouching down you know all this stuff we see and we know it's because of stuff like this you know these doubts he talks about you know first first press conference of pre-season and he's kind of tetchy and bad mood you know because there's translation as well so the question gets asked in Japanese in fact even if the question gets asked in English so he understands it wait for the Japanese translation then he answers then his answer gets translated then it's the next one he's in a bad mood impatient mood anyway and then that and it's like just Tetchy, you know, because it's like the, the challenge has started now. It's not, he's not turned up thinking, oh, you know, we won the Champions League. How is everyone? Shake everyone's hand. Lives in life brilliant. It's back to like Tetchy, like running Pep. You know, he's back on it again. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the uh, avoidance of doubt, everybody listening, uh, I cut the Japanese translation out. That's why it didn't sound like it was uh, like it was in there. Uh, but yeah, there was uh, there was long delays between um, yeah. him being asked the question and him giving the answer. So uh, it's 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 one of those situations as well. Like like sometimes as well, you know you know in life where there's something you don't want to do, um, and the worst yeah. of it is that the waiting for it, and because you're 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 just thinking about what you're going to have to do. It's kind of like that as well in the in a kind of minute sense. You know, well, he's, he's thinking well, about the answer th- that he's got to give. Yeah. 
Well, maybe, but there's, I guess there's also the thinking about something you don't want to do, which is you know, a press conference generally. But it's going to be the shittest press conference ever because like, you've just got these extra barriers. Like, if you're impatient and you don't want to do something and you get dragged along to it, I'm like this. If, and then it's like you've got to go and then you've got to wait anyway. It's like, oh, I didn't want to do this in the first place. Um, in fact, I'm not going to use that example. But I had to do something recently <laughs> I didn't really want to do. And then until like 20 minutes to get started, I was like, what are we doing here? That's, that is me being impatient. That's not a good trait. Um, but yeah, that, that, I, I imagine it's a very similar thing. Like he doesn't necessarily want to do these anyway. And then also you get this, you get these extra questions where I'm not saying, I suppose I am saying it really, but at least the kind of European press conferences are generally about the football. But when you come to these, it's kind of, you know, what do you think about Asian players? Like, are you the GOAT? And it's just kind of, what's this nonsense? And then you got all the translation as well. I mean, it's probably just a translation thing. It's the bigger thing. Look, maybe, maybe being asked about... Um, Japanese players is is better than being asked if they can fucking win the trouble again or something. Probably probably is. But either way, it, if it's not something he's looking forward to, and then it's not an especially smooth process either. It's not going to help. Um, but again, you've got all these doubts about the team, and you know, Mares obviously isn't here uh, because he's, he's obviously going to leave. Who'd have thought? And you've got the Walker situation that's still hanging on. But you've got a Cancelo situation. You want Cancelo out, and nobody's taking him. I saw one was a City report. Um, saying Saudi Arabian clubs have rejected him. I, I remember writing, and I might have said it on the podcast, I was like, there's no, been, there's no links with Saudi Arabian Cancelo yet, but it can't be far. But if that's true, they don't want him, which is absolutely mental, by the way. It's feel, like The way that Cancelo's stock has dropped among City fans is, is I don't know about alarming, but it's a, it's a big drop. You know, people don't want him around, people don't like him, he got booed, didn't he? Which is like, you know, that illustrates what I'm trying to say. But it's almost like the whole football world like, hates him. Like Mendy signed for a club, yeah, with everything he's been through and like the kind of the the easy takings that you could take from that trial, which we discussed recently, the things that even though he was not guilty, you know, just the, 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 you wouldn't want a, prof- a footballer who's that unprofessional in terms of the drinking and the partying, and he's got a club. Cancelo can't even get to Saudi Arabia, where it's like, would you not want one of the best players in the world who's like available for probably a decent fee? It, it, I mean. I've no reason to doubt that story. And also the fact that there's no other links with Cancelo and Saudi backs it up. But like, well, why not? Like, that's absolutely mental. Um, like there's, there's all sorts of characters cropping up. And to be fair, they're not, they're not signing stupid players, are they, in Saudi Arabia? They're not, they're not just bringing in the likes of anyone. They're, they're all pretty decent buyers over there. But I mean, Cancelo, be fantastic, that. If, he, yeah. if he's getting rejected by Saudi Arabia, that's almost as mad as the supposed Crystal Palace and Laporte thing. Shall we, shall we hear what Guardiola said ahead of the game about uh, Cancelo? We've, uh, we, I've seen since we've recorded that Cancelo's on the bench. Um, so, Everyone's uh, on the bench. De Bruyne's yeah. on the bench, but yeah. I mean, he's massively injured. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's hear what Guardiola said about Cancelo ahead of the game. This year is one... So Joel had been so important for us in the past. After was long Bayern, he's back here and is a part of the group. And like I said to, to your colleagues, so... We'll see what happens. That was um, Guardiola's thoughts. Um, what What do you think, Sam? Um, in terms of a future, because, like you say, no Saudi Arabia, no Saudi Arabian club offer. No, like, is there a reconciliation possibility? I don't know. I'd, it's just not what they want at all. What Pep wants, in it? it's just not what City want. It's not what they plan for. There's no way. Um, but I mean, what you want doesn't always happen, does it? And what they What are they going to do if he doesn't go? Now, chances are. If Pep wants something, I suppose, like we say, it's not always the case with signings, but like he wants Juan Mar Leo back, so he's probably coming back, you know. 
Um, after the tour, but he's probably coming back. That was like a Pep like, request. That'll happen. They'll do these things to make Pep happy. They will, and in fact, um, I haven't said this on one of the other podcasts. Like there was no, some of my colleagues that said, that, you know, when, and you can't aggregate this because it's not true. But also, if you're not an aggregator, you should pay attention. Um, <laughs> after that Arsenal game, Pep was like, "I'm going to Barcelona," and um, by the time I get back, I want him gone, or otherwise I'm not coming back, or something like that. Like that's not my information. I'm not not even sure if it's true, aggregators. Um, but like that's this kind of situation. I'll just get rid of this guy. So you can't rule out a redemption story because let's say he doesn't go anywhere and he's in the squad and Walker's gone and they can't. And let's say the transfer for whoever comes in falls through on deadline day and then, oh, you need a right back. And oh, look, everyone's got injured. He has to play. Look, so you look stupid to rule it out. But they really don't want that to happen. And I yeah. would imagine given that kind of determination for it not to happen, um, they will find a solution. But I mean, what does that mean? Now, is that going to be like a stupid loan to Barcelona where there's like a, an obligation to buy of like 30 million or like maybe there's no obligation to buy at all and they just sort this out next summer? It's probably it's probably one of those things where you sort it out next. Sorry, someone just tried to throw something into a bin from about three inches and missed. That was <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably it's probably easier to, to do that, um, to just kick it down the can for a year rather than like keep him around the club when that's not what they want. Coming up after a short ad break, we'll discuss the 5-3 win over Yokohama F. Marinos, and we'll look at Kovacic, Foden, Phillips and Cancelo. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. And just like that, the game's happened. Uh, welcome back, Sam. 5-3, um, right. bit eventful, wasn't it? <laughs> it was good, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, oh God, when it was 2-0, I was like, well, look, is this going to have to be one of those very earnest, well, you know... They're 21 games into the J League season. They're a lot sharper, which is like obviously true. But it was like, God, this isn't this isn't up to much, is it? Um, and then yeah, so he started playing well again um, and like, making all those changes at half time. Basically, saw everybody. Um, so plenty like, enough to talk about. There were some interesting yeah. things, and I did the old sitting behind the analysts thing, not by design, um, but that was quite interesting as well. Because um, so on the first goal, obviously. If you've seen it, and I think I'm right in saying Kovacic tried a through ball from the halfway line, which we'll get back to. And it went through to the goalkeeper. Um, they played out from there and scored. But I looked down because I was looking for replays because there was nothing proper in the stadium. I just instinctively looked on the row in front and I saw the screens and I was always the analysts. Um, and one of them was pointing to the other one. It, like, it was a midfielder who'd pushed up too, too, like, too much yeah. rather than like sit back and hold your position. He'd committed. They played round him and attacked from there. And look, Akanji wasn't great in the box in the one v one, but you know, whatever. You know, it's early days, and it's early days for all of them. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it was rough. interesting because yeah. it was because it was Kovacic who'd pushed up, and you think it's kind of similar to Rodri in his first season. And the thing I've said a million times about learning whether to you know when to go and when to stay. And obviously, it's probably there's probably um, more importance on that playing as a holding midfielder compared to you know playing a little bit more further up. But it's interesting. This like okay, that that's 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 something to keep an eye on or something of note from the first game. Um, and also there was a there was a through ball earlier on um, from Kovacic and it was cut out but I thought it was interesting because so many times last season we've talked about and Guardiola talked about 
players not finding Haaland, not looking for Haaland, or you know the, the analysts getting frustrated or whatever by not playing the balls in behind. And he's Kovacic looking for was it trying already. it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like maybe this is me being overly positive in preseason. <laughs> the thing I said I hate doing, but like the fact that, but I genuinely do believe if you've got the intention to do it, then it's a good thing. And if he's looking for it, then it's very useful. Um, because there, there was a time in the second half when Foden did another beautiful turn and just burst away from his man and the guy couldn't keep up with him. But he didn't play the ball and the analysts were like arms in the air, like, you know, play the pass kind of thing. It's like Bernardo wasn't... There were times last year when Bernardo didn't do it, Gundogan didn't do it, like Foden even now. Well, Foden didn't do it and in the second half, did he? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. And it, it's, it's just funny that, 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 that obviously that is an ongoing thing. And, you know, if we were th- talking about next season and what Haaland can do, I think Guardiola said, after the game, he's fitter now than he was when he came to City last year. So he's obviously in good shape and he scored again twice. Um, I think he'll score more goals next season than he did last year. And obviously yeah. last year was unbelievable in terms of goals. But I think the team will find him better. And I, Well, basically, that's it. The team will find him better and they'll find him more often. And I think just law of averages, he's, he's going to score more goals. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting with Kovacic that he was playing those passes. Because look, it wasn't a great performance, but I thought there was a lot to like in that sense. Um, and also, just after he tried to play that through ball to Alvarez, he was also making the run in behind. I think Akanji tried the ball over the top. And it's like, well, that's, that's a Gundogan thing, isn't it, to be able to to do those runs. And maybe we shouldn't compare him to Gundogan, but it's inevitable, isn't it? Um, and look, at the end of the day, Gundogan played that role perfectly. And it's kind of, if that's the blueprint, OK, we can't hold him to that because Gundogan have been doing it for years and it's a very, very high bar. But if that's the kind of stuff that you need from somebody in that position, then it's, it, it's interesting to use as a kind of rough guide for Kovacic. And yeah, um, it, plenty of interesting stuff from his debut. And look, if it, even if he'd played... If it dropped like a zero out of ten, like it's, it's preseason, first game, it's first game at the club as well, he's got um, more excuses than anyone. Yeah, um, and then you got had, Phillips as well. He's basically very similar. Um, yeah. He had some wild ups and downs. Well, I was going to say, um, like in terms of the the first half midfield, because um, obviously Kovacic was the one that was uh, a lot of people were focusing on. But at the same time, um, you know, Phillips got the start and was was in there. And like truth be told, we haven't seen a lot of him anyway. Um, no. So I mean, I, I thought I didn't think he was great for the first goal, and that's all I kind of really remember. I don't know if that's unfair on him. Uh, well, no. So before the first goal, he got a routine pass from Ortega and just miscontrolled it in midfield. You know, we talked about Rodri in the Champions League final. You know, if you yeah. give the ball away when he's got the ball, you're knackered because the team aren't ready for that. So that again, the analysts were kind of complaining a bit about that. Um, and then, obviously, for, for the first goal that you mentioned, the goalkeeper played it basically straight to him on the halfway line. He miscontrolled it. He should have had that easy. Miscontrolled it, and then they scored after that. And again, the defender wasn't great. Yeah, that was the second goal, though, wasn't it? That, so, the, like, the first goal that I... that um, My right, memory okay, of it... Yeah. So, my memory of it was that um, when Ortega makes the parry, he's still, like, he's he's still just getting back into position and just isn't getting right, there. Right, OK. Okay, fine. Um, to be honest, I, I can't say I can't say I highlighted that or picked that out, um, but it may well be right. It's just something I didn't notice. So, yeah, I mean, again, maybe we're kind of overanalyzing, but um, but again, like when you sat behind the analysts and they're bothered about it, it's, it feels like a fair fair game. Um, but then, obviously, the other side of it for the for City's first goal, he pinged that great pass out to Grealish, yeah, yeah. and then they went and scored a very nice goal from that. Um, Stone scoring as well, like that's. We know he's going to be in those areas now, pushing all the way up to the final third. So that's that's very handy. But then in terms of Phillips again, the goalkeeper tried to play out and like a kind of, it was, I suppose it was kind of harder to intercept than 
than the one for for their first goal, but obviously kind of cut cut the pass out inside the box and nice left it to Alvarez us to yeah. score, and then and then it was basically half time. Um, so yeah, it was just a weird one with Phillips. Loads of ups and downs. I suppose you look at um, Rodri coming in the second half; he was much better. Although maybe could have been booked. Um, you know, if it was a proper game, he just drags someone down. Fine, it happens. Um, but he scored a great goal, didn't he? Like just like the Champions League one. I mean, very similar to the Champions League, different in certain ways, but similar in terms of the execution. And he was very good in the second half. Um, and yeah, so Phillips, I, I, I can't... Oh, in fact, I'm not going to go over the old ground of if he can do, you know, a good season and it's like a new signing. I've done that enough. But what I will say is, do you remember after the Leicester game when he was laughing and joking on Match of the Day and I was like, what are you doing, mate? Come yeah, on. Yeah. But obviously in that documentary and I think in the the interviews he did about the documentary, he said he was crying that night and he rang Bielsa. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, see, this is, this is that trap I'm always trying to desperately avoid falling into because we can see yeah, what, what's just, publicly just, there but yeah exactly and then and then you kind of read too much into it and you know you gotta know there's more to it and it's like as soon as i saw that i was like fucking hell uh, but also i mean obviously it, it's kind of terrible that he felt that low but if i was if i was annoyed that he was kind of taking it easy about playing really badly on one of the few opportunities he gets it's kind of you're at least he is he taking it seriously yeah, you're pleased that but he like, actually wasn't yeah. but yeah I, I feel bad to kind of <laughs> to be uh, to latch on to the, the public side of it and rather than, you know, instead of having the full details but but yeah like fair play to him and again that documentary I think I mean everything's kind of PR isn't it but and everyone like with the Deli Alley interview everyone goes oh yeah this is a reminder that there's more to to players and football and what we see on the pitch and then everyone immediately forgets for everything else but <laughs> Phillips is another good example isn't it like that seeing behind the scenes and stuff his, his kind of struggles and stuff has kind of won him a few fans and people will be hoping he, he does better next season I mean look I, still, I stand by everything you know they, they, they still kind of are alarmed or were alarmed by you know the kind of player that they got compared to what they expected but um, yeah just to go back to what I was saying you know if you can if you can sort it out for next season, then great. Fair play. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, mayor culpers, um, we talked earlier about uh, Cancelo's reintegration. Um, oh, no, no, so, no, forget that. <laughs> I just thought I liked the link, that was all. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's not going um, to... I, I, I don't think it's going to change anything, um, you know, in terms of intentions and Guardiola's thinking and all that kind of stuff. Um, someone tearing down Valcro in the background, that's handy, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it was funny because there was a time in the second half where he, he, again, in terms of like Rodri losing the ball in his position, Cancelo with everyone kind of ahead of him, he almost gave away a very easy ball. But then like it bobbled back to him and then he immediately got the nutmeg on the other guy who was closing him down. <laughs> and then he advanced towards goal and had a shot and you just think this is not the proper defending that Guardiola was loving at the end of last season. Yeah. Um, but can I, mean, I read, look, can I read out the text you sent to me about that? <laughs> I don't know if the language is uh, all right for it. <laughs> uh, uh, it was two words. The first uh, one was mad. On. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, he is, isn't he? He is, he is mad. He's a loose cannon. And like, especially compared to how City did go at the end of the season. Um, yeah, it's completely different, isn't it? But look, as much as what, what we talked about on the other the other bit before the show, it still stands. You know, he's not going to get an assist for Haaland in the last minute and do all right. And Guardiola's going to go, oh, you know what? Could have changed things, you know, because there's more to it than that. But it was obviously interesting that he got he got his minutes and all that kind of thing. And we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Yeah. Um, let's touch on Phil Foden, uh, played centrally. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, it was almost like that one amazing turn and run and shot in the Champions League final dragged out over 45 minutes. Like he got the assist for Haaland, didn't he? So, and I'd, look, there will be a lot of that next season. Um, but a, another one of the analysts' thing was he, I think he tried a, a through ball 
and he got cut out. It wasn't to Harlem. I think it was towards Gomez on the left wing. And the analysts were kind of like rubbing their fingers together as if to say, look, just that last little bit, just that last little bit. And it, I mean, I don't know if this is what they were thinking. We could speculate that it was. But I was certainly thinking it's that Champions League thing again. Like, because he'd already missed a one-on-one, hadn't he, in this game? Yeah. And you think, and from a kind of similar thing, like it was just a bit of a tame shot that the goalkeeper saved. And just think, if he can add that on, we've got a hell of a season coming up. Like, we've talked before about City um, having high expectations of him next season, about him playing through the middle. We kind of got glimpses of that today. So, yeah, like, real, like, I'll put it in an article, like, everything he does kind of up until the box, let's just say, is like breathtaking. It's so smooth, so aesthetically pleasing and so useful as well you know that turn and burst away from players not many players can live with that as we saw in the actual Champions League final if you can just add on that little bit in the box he's going to be like really unbelievable obviously he's an unbelievable player anyway but like this is you know this is the emerging season I think I mean he's already emerged but if he's going to start playing in midfield now and then if he's going to be maybe phasing out De Bruyne or whatever over the years then this is where it starts and yeah it's exciting yeah It'd be, uh, be interesting to see how it goes in the start of the season, especially with... Because um, yeah. De, De Bruyne is not there for the first few... I imagine he's not there, um, well, even though he's uh, on well, the bench. Guardiola said he feels... Yeah, well, well just, it was just like being in the squad. Like he's, he's here, so he's on the squad list. Like, But Guardiola said afterwards he feels much better. He goes, don't know about Bayern, don't know about Atletico. Like, he's not going to play He's not gonna play in those games. Um, but Guardiola says he's close. He said he's coming back soon. Now, I mean, you could you, know, you never be too sure on those because you could ask him again in 10 days and it's getting towards a community shield and it might be the same answer. Um, but yeah, exactly. He's going he's gonna to be a bit behind his teammates preparations-wise for sure because he hasn't started training yet. Um, and obviously we know with De Bruyne it can take him or generally does take him a while to get up to speed, doesn't it? So like if that season's starting, you've got to go with your, your sharper players and if, if Foden's playing there and plays well, then you know that's what the first kind of challenge. De Bruyne, yeah, imagine. even if that happens, De Bruyne will be in soon enough. Um, but certainly at the moment, it's, you'd imagine that that Foden's going to be starting the season there, and yeah, I thought it was, thought it was good, thought it was good, just just the final third stuff. But again, if the analysts are saying, then I'm not going to disagree. So, yeah, can't wait to see it in uh, in more competitive games. Let's put it that way. Um, another thought, Sam, was uh, Oscar Bob on the wing. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. I, we so the Athletic like to do these things, like they get every club reporter to like contribute to like a one topic, you know, whatever it is, um, you know. Who's, who are your players leaving this summer or whatever? One was like a young player to keep an eye out for. And I did this three weeks ago and I was like, well, Oscar Bob. Because um, I think they wanted it to be a bit more obscure. So like McAtee is a bit more obvious. A bit well known. Oscar yeah. Bob, because obviously he's won, the, he's won the the under-23s player of the year two years in a row. What did he get last year? Six goals and 17 assists, something like that. But more than anything... He's the, he's the right style of winger. Now, we can't, again, maybe the characterization of it is bad. It's not that he doesn't want fast wingers because you can be fast. Grealish is fast. You know, Maros is fast. But it's how they use the ball. They can use that speed. But if you've, if you've got the ball in a tight area, it's how you control it. It's how you maneuver it. It's how you don't rush things. You know, it's your ability to operate in small spaces and not just want the ball in behind. You don't want to exploit your pace. Well, Pep doesn't want them to exploit their pace by running in behind all the time. He wants them to have the ball to feet and use it well. And now Bob did that perfectly. There was one, I don't know, 15 minutes into the second half when it was kind of Mahrez-esque, had the ball, a couple of like twists and turns and then floated over across towards the back post, which, was it Gomez at the back post? I mean, maybe maybe somebody else would have scored it or maybe Gomez on a better day would, would have scored it. I thought that was really good. He had a shot that was well saved. I mean, the ball, the ball to Cancelo was routine. You know, again, I, I don't want to go overboard about players making routine passes, but 
he, what he can say about young players in this City team is he knows the pass to play yeah. when he has to play it. That's I feel the, like that's maybe the this difficulty. is harsh, but I feel... Yeah, it is. And I feel like... I do feel this with Cole Palmer. Maybe I'm wrong. I do get the feeling with Cole Palmer that whenever he plays, he's always trying super hard to show what he can do and to like... to to impress and I do feel that maybe I've said this on a podcast before I feel like if we just kind of did the simpler things a bit more often he'd be better off and look I get you know the Chelsea game at the end of last season the Brentford game at the end of last season I think it was I get it especially that Chelsea game it was party time wasn't it and he did a lot of interesting exciting good things in that game but it's like if you just you know rein it in a bit and just do play a bit more simply you might you know Pep might actually value it a bit more and you know just with that look, simple pass from Bob to Cancelo but it was the right thing to do and yeah, I thought I thought it was very exciting. And the only thing is now, look, we don't know. I've tweeted this, but we don't know if he's going to do a Rico Lewis. Rico Lewis has shown now that kids with very little experience can get in the team. You know, if you have a good preseason and things fall in your favour, look, there were some fairly remarkable circumstances for Lewis getting in the team, and it's not going to be easy. But it's possible. But then at the same time, you know, maybe not this year, but maybe next summer, City get offered like eighteen million for him or something. And you go, well, it's a great opportunity. It's the Romeo Lavia situation. We'll get clauses, et cetera, et cetera. And you can go. Maybe it's even this summer. I don't know. So it's, it's impossible to know. But he, he, yeah, he's, he's obviously an exciting player. Um, looked really good tonight. Um, and yeah, excited to see a bit more. Yeah. Um, finally on the game, Sam. Um, nice to see Haaland back amongst the goals after a dry spell. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to speak to him in the mix zone and say, oh, you're not shit anymore then. Um, <laughs> just because, no, because you know, before the Champions League final, yeah, he was yeah. like, oh, I could have scored more goals and... Yeah, you know, I think I should have done better in certain situations. So I was like, oh, it's one goal in seven. How are you feeling? He was like, oh, well, I've done all right. And he listed his goals and assists. I was like, yeah, fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 good to know, isn't it? Um, like I say, I'm I'm not sure he's going to struggle next season. Uh, I think he'll be absolutely fine. Um, but again, because he's just going to keep doing what he does. Okay, at the end of last season, he didn't do it quite so well as he did for the rest. But all right, fine. Um, but I think that the team will be a bit better set up to... To, to find him and although you know Foden there was a couple of times when he, he didn't do it um, there was there was a time when he did and I do think that Foden to Haaland link up is going to be um, one to keep an eye on and I haven't looked at my FPL draft for a while but Foden's in it and I think he's staying in it I mean, there's all sorts going to be wrong with my. I need to look at Nedham's spreadsheets anyway, and then, then I'll feel a lot better <laughs> about it. But there's plenty of there is plenty of time for that. This this trip's too busy. It's half ten already. Like, I want to go Matt Fuji in the morning. I, I can't got time to be looking at FPL. In fact, actually, it's going to take two hours to get there. That that might work. There's might your time. Work. There's your time to do it. So yeah. some good might come with this trip after all. Oh, uh, speaking of like media opportunities and stuff, um, John Stones afterwards. It was only five minutes, but it was quite interesting. Um, just on different things. Again, embargoed, so you'll see that in the next couple of days. It's always a good time to get players' thoughts on different things and shed a bit of light and context onto stuff. And that's always my challenge heading into a new season, like trying to work out how things are going and what the thought processes are. So it's been a good start. Nice to be back on tour. Six years since I did one. Six years. Amazing. Just uh, finally on the game, uh, do you get much of a sense of, of kind of where City are at from these games or is it literally just like fitness exercises and, and these little tidbits about, you know, Foden playing centrally sort of stuff? Yeah, just it's little things like that. And even I may be um, reading into that too much. But again, I suppose that's why it's good to kind of take your cue from people who, who know better and you've got that immediate feedback with the analysts. Um, it's all, you know, it's all kind of harmless stuff, isn't it? So, um yeah, no, no, not, not at all. Um, not at all. Uh, I remember, I remember um, 
obviously when I had a bit more of a keener interest in United, it was leading up to Van Hal's first season and they United battered everyone in pre-season. They did not beat Bayern, Barcelona or whatever. And they're looking really good. It's like, oh, Moyes is gone. This is going to be good. And then lost the first game of the season to Swansea. Like, you just forget it. Like, pre-season is just absolutely irrelevant. Absolutely irrelevant. You just got to pick up little things here and there and go, well, that bodes well or that maybe doesn't. But it's 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 hard to even to say that. But, um, you know, there's not nothing to say. Um, but to borrow one of those... Um, the football cliches, it's not a football cliches video. What's the, what's the guy's name who does those really good compilations with increasing the amount of Dion Dublin in? But it's it's all about minutes in the legs, isn't it? Um, oh, um, it's uh, Brian's Gun. his name. That's it, Brian's Gun. Absolutely yeah. fantastic content. It's, but it is just that, isn't it? It's minutes in the leg. It's not much else. Um, but look, you can see, oh yeah, okay, Kovacic playing a bit higher up in midfield. So can we expect to see that at the start of the season? Yeah, maybe. But then it's like with Cancelo. Can we expect to see him at right back at the start of the season? Well, probably not. Um, so it's go. hard to know you kind of got to pick your battles and get the right context and all that but it's all part of the fun and, you know, we try not to go overboard in either direction that's it for the free version of Let Me Talk if you subscribe on Memberful you'll get to hear the thoughts of Ruben Diaz ahead of the new season won't you Sam? yeah and look I think it's exactly what you need he was talking obviously before this game now so the cart's a bit before the horse but yeah it's good to it's good to hear from him you know you get to hear his kind of very unique brand of of how he speaks, but can, I mean, look, if, if you're thinking about how City might be looking next season and, you know, who the, who the captain or second captain might be, you know, it's, everything's in safe hands. So I think it's, I think it'll be a nice little chat to, to kick things off. Yeah, uh, that's for members. Those ad-free episodes are longer and out earlier. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. If you want to send us an email, hello at lmtpod.com is the way to do it. We're on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Just search for lmtpod. There's plenty of extra content completely free on there. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. Sam, uh, enjoy whatever happens until the buying game. Uh, yeah, Mount Fuji, Rodri interview. Um, hopefully somebody else. Pep Guardiola press conference. Oh, what else do you want? Oh, well, perf- that is perfect, isn't it? What a way to spend the summer. Yeah, well, uh, well, we'll catch up with you later in the week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.